Hello and welcome to the 90s Galore podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar, and like always, excited to be here. I know it's been a few weeks since uh, our last episode, but please forgive us. But, you know, like always, we're excited. This is a, a brand new episode of the 90s Galore podcast, and I, I can't wait to get started. But before I do, uh, just a few things I want to I get out of the way here, and that's uh, follow me on Twitter, at 90s Galore. That's at 90SGALORE. And coming soon, we will be uh, launching our own Instagram page. So be ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll also want to give a quick shout out to our listeners abroad in Germany, India, Brazil, Mexico, Peru, the UK, Canada, Australia. We love you guys for being here with us. And our, of course, our listeners here in the good old US of A, thank all of you. Uh, don't forget to give me a review on Apple Podcasts as well as leaving me a voice message. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you. I love uh, connecting and communicating with, with our audience, our listeners. Um, so just, yeah, let us know what you think of the show. Give me a request or an idea. You know, say hi, whatever. You know, chime in. And uh, we want to hear from you. So let's get down to brass tacks. I have a very special show in store for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I have a very special guest. Uh, very excited to have him on. My very close and dear friend, Mr. James Taylor. How are you, sir? Hey, brother. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I'm real excited to be a part of this, and um, you know, glad glad to spend some time with you tonight on this podcast. Of course, man. I know. No, thank you. I know you're a working man. I know you are a family man. I know you're a busy man. So, um, you know, we caught a big fish tonight. So, thanks for being here, man. <laughs> thanks, brother. <laughs> you know, and. Um, so yeah, as as you know, we're discussing two two epic albums by two epic hip hop artists, James, uh, two legends, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, they don't need no introduction, man. Mister uh, Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G., and Tupac Shakur, and we're gonna talk about their two albums, their two epic um, double CD albums, right? They're um, they're both double CDs, and uh, and all eyes on me, respectively. So. Um, I think it's safe to say, James, that, I mean, if you're a hip-hop fan, even, you know, a novice hip-hop fan, uh, but, you know, altogether, 99.9% of any type of hip-hop fan, whatever level you were, you had these these albums. What do you think, James? Oh, I agree with you, man. I mean, if you were to ask me personally, I mean, these are these are two of my... Uh two of my favorite hip hop, uh, hip hop albums, but, um, you know, bro, I don't, it don't matter if you're East coast, West coast, uh, you're in middle America. Uh, if you're mm -hmm. a true hip hop fan, you, you, you have these two albums, man. And, uh, they're just, they're just, uh, they are, they're iconic, man. Like you said. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. No, yeah, iconic. I like that word. And that's what exactly what they are, man. Um, yeah, we'll, and we'll get into, you know, um, uh, experiences and, and where we were and, uh, the you know just the the impact these two albums had and they still have you know to this day um but first of all yeah it's uh all eyes on me right was released on uh february 13 1996 and uh you and i share similar perspectives as uh you were we were both uh away from home when uh mm -hmm. yeah this album these albums came out and uh, so we weren't you know in la per se um uh, when these they drop, so uh, I'm really interested and really curious as to. Uh, I knew you were in Arizona going to school, and uh, I was out, you know, in the Navy and the military, out in the state of Washington and on deployment. Um, so we we share, uh, you know, again we were out of out of town, and um, so yeah, I want to kind of elaborate on, on on your perspective a little bit. Uh, again, February thirteenth. 1996 you're in arizona and what what was your experience like uh during this time out there yeah man i mean uh i mean i loved it bro i mean it was it was it was by far the greatest time of my life and uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't change that experience for anything but it was hard to keep up with good music brother um uh, <laughs> i mean you know it, they I even mean, if that music wasn't top 40 or if they didn't have an actual music video we weren't mm -hmm. getting our new music or I would hear, you know, or I had to wait for that album to drop. And, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you remember or not, but every Tuesday, that was a big day in the music industry. That's when those CDs dropped. So, yeah, uh, you know, I was I was always, you know, I was, a, um, you know, 
warehouse warehouse music music plus i was always there looking at the charts <laughs> trying to see you know what's 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 coming uh but really the only way i got my news on new stuff man is because we we didn't have social media back then we didn't have you know the twitter and you know these uh uh, yeah. you, know, you know the internet right? we didn't even have nothing to get any kind of updates so the way i got my my information was mtv news and uh, i read the source and i read vibe and that's mm. how i got all my hip-hop news and what was coming out and um you know this was a this was an in- interesting time in 1995 when tupac was coming off you know coming out of jail he had his legal and i was i was a big tupac fan beforehand probably yeah. even bigger fan of him than than biggie uh, but i still love biggie and uh you know tupac 1995 in jail uh he got like an 11 month stay there and um you know i i i heard it on mtv news that you know suge knight bailed him out of jail and uh, it was around october and they were going to get working right on an album and that was it bro it was like radio silence after that so i yeah. didn't hear nothing else man i mean you know i saw a couple articles or a couple of little tidbits in the magazines and um didn't know when that al- album was dropping just knew that tupac was free he was working on an album and he was with death row records and that's all i knew bro so much like you i kind of felt like i was on an island i was in the middle of the ocean because i wasn't getting much news myself either brother so it was it was, <laughs> it was interesting man yeah it, it's funny you mentioned uh mtv mtv news i, I immediately got a, a visual of um yeah, what's his Kurt Loder? Kurt Loder and Tabitha Soren, dude. Tabitha Soren, John Norris. <laughs> yeah, John Norris. man. Those yeah, news yeah, breaks, right? Yeah, and you would just get that little news, doo, 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 and then you were yeah. you, you got your news, and it was just something something pretty brief, and uh, that was it, man. And then you know you just sit back and you wait, and you yeah. know, and I would get calls from my friends back home. Oh man, did you hear this new? You know, this, did you hear this new song? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? And it was like, oh man, but. Uh, this was just like, you know, a very uh, much anticipated album. You know, no one really knew anything that was going on. Um, and looking back, man, I mean, something epic was yeah. happening and we we knew nothing about it. Uh, at exactly. least me and you didn't. So, uh, right. uh, you know, it was it was it was an yeah. interesting time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you know, it's, it's funny because you were in Arizona. I was in Washington. And, and again, I was, uh, you know, abroad and you just realize how. um how spoiled, I guess you could say, you know, living in, in the Los Angeles market in the Los Angeles area, how, you know, we, we were the first to, re- to hear about anything. Oh yeah. And yeah. Then, right. And then being in Arizona, you know, the limited rotation on the, on the, on the, you know, like you said, top 40, if it wasn't top 40, if it wasn't, uh, you know, a huge hit, you weren't going to hear the music. You weren't going to hear the song. Yeah, that, it was the same nothing. way. Yeah, you know, it was it was the same way out in Washington. They had a like their quote unquote hip hop station had five uh, songs on rotation. You know, so that's it. it was, yeah, it wasn't like out here. I, you know, we get everything first out here in Southern California and L.A. And but uh, yeah, it's interesting that to notice to realize that. And um, so you know, like like again, um, yeah, all eyes on me. You know, it peaks at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and 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 on the top R&B hip hop albums chart, it sold over 566,000 copies in its first week. You know, yeah. And um, again, I, I, like I was on Westpac deployment uh, on our way to the the uh, Persian Gulf, and I was literally you know out to sea in February of '96. We oh, that's we, crazy, man. Yeah, we was. Yeah, was you didn't uh, get nothing. There ain't no music stores on those boats, right? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I, I we do have the, uh, we had um, what's the, like little convenience stores, and you can go in there buy, uh, you know, a candy bar, something to drink. You know, they have um, pens, supplies, stuff like that. You know, like a Seven Eleven or something like that. So they sell, and they would also sell CDs inside uh, as well. And you know, um, sometimes I'd cop a CD like a. a, a several of my collection for example i bought a couple wu-tang cds and um so yeah they had everything man and and, you know you would think that being out in the middle of the ocean you know tough to come by some good cds you know they 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 were kind of uh they kept up to date you know so yeah that's good uh, that's good yeah and so when uh when the, the all eyes on me dropped man you know we somehow i don't know someone had it and I don't think the ship store sold it. They, you know, we'd get mail, so people would buy stuff on uh, or get sent mail. And uh, anyway, so 
man, that thing was just uh, unbelievable. Yeah, man, it was a great. Uh, see, for me, man, I didn't. Um, again, I knew that the album was coming out. Didn't know nothing much about it. Uh, didn't know nothing really. So, uh, you know, this goes back to December of 1995, even before wow. the album drops. So when I, you know, I came home for some or Christmas break, and right away, man, I mean, like when I came back home, I was with my boys again. We'd go, we'd go hit the clubs, mm. and just you know do do our thing. And uh, um, that particular time, it was actually my first day home. Uh, it's probably you know around like December, about a week before Christmas. Uh, yeah. me, and, me and my one of my buddies, a uh, uh, fellow Damien Spartan, uh, Brian Perez, uh, who was going to Notre Dame. Shout out to BP out there. Um, <laughs> you know, we we went out to Pepper's nightclub, man, out in City of Industry. Oh, and, my uh, oh, man. And it was just going off, man. And, I'm, you know, and I'm hearing all these songs I hadn't heard before and I'm dancing and, you know, just having a good time. And then um, hear the song pop up, man. And it's uh, I'm like, oh. It's California love. And I'm like, and you know, man, anytime you hear a song about California, and that's like anybody, man, I don't care what state you're in. When right. you hear a song about your state, man, it just pumps you up, man. So, I mean, awesome. anything California, <laughs> I was just all over it. So, I'm hearing this song. So, I hear, you know, first I just jumping off, I hear it, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that Roger? Is that Zap? You know, Roger and Zap? Well, that's Roger Trout. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And, then, and, then, yeah. and then Dre goes. So, I'm like, oh, damn. So, again, kind of back up a little bit i mean everybody was also waiting for dre to drop another song uh you know after this chronic album he hadn't done much either i mean i think in 95 he had done uh earlier in that year he had done uh the friday soundtrack uh keep your head ringing uh-huh. and um so you're kind of like oh man here's dre's dre's new hit okay and i don't know if you remember or not bro but there was like a lot of rumors that um him and ice cube were putting together an album uh, it was going to be called helter skelter uh, the yeah, album was never released, bro. Never released. Um, I don't right. even know. I don't know what happened uh, with it. So right away, my mind went to like Helter Skelter. Oh, this must be the first jam on Helter Skelter. Mm. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, this is cool, man. This is a little different. This is good. And, you know, we're dancing and it felt like everybody in the room knew what was going on. And then boom, dude, freaking out on bail, fresh out of jail. <laughs> Tupac, dude. And I just, oh, wow. my mouth hit the floor. Man, these two girls, me and my boys were at, they probably looked at us like we were fools, man. And they were just dancing. And I'm like, is that, that's Tupac? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, this is the jam, man. And I'm like, look, I, I'm from Arizona. And they're like, you know, my buddy's like, I'm from Indiana. man. like, we don't, we didn't hear none of this stuff. So wow. just blew my mind, dude. And that, so that was my real first introduction to All Eyes on Me. Um, and I'll tell you what, dude, I ran into, you know, Music Plus that next uh, it was Saturday morning, ran in there. And I was like, I need this, you know, and the guy's like, no, album doesn't drop till February. And I said, give me the single. He's like, we, we don't got it, man. I mean, we got it. I can sell it to you on vinyl. Uh, you know, and I was like, no, I don't got it. I don't got that. So, um, you know, I heard it all the time I was here in California. Then I went back to Arizona in January and, um, you know, ran into the music store and they didn't even have it up on the list, bro. They didn't even have like nothing about this. So I would talk to one. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you know, back in the day they used to put it up like on like a billboard. Yeah. They'd say that's like, true. you know, such and such drop in on this day. There's always on a Tuesday. And I told the guy, I said, man, you got to tell me when Tupac's new albums drop. So he brings out this big book. He flips through the pages and he's like, Oh yeah, it's coming out February 13th. And I'm like, okay, cool. Put it up on the board, man. And he's like, Oh, it's saying something. It's a double disc. And I'm like, double disc. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, it's like yeah. two CDs. And I, that's when I was like, Whoa, dude, like, <laughs> I don't know nothing other double disc other than the free and, uh, uh, you know, Forrest Gump soundtrack, man, or the wall from Pink Floyd, yeah. but that wasn't nothing I was like that into. So this was the first time that this is like, in my memory, something that I was just like, wow, like this is double bonus, man. So, um, you know, I waited patiently, man. And, you know, people from California, we would talk about it. My friends from New York. They heard the song. They had heard the song already. I they mean, had they, heard the song already, right? man, but it's that middle America, man. So yeah. everything pushes from the east and the west and pushes into the middle. That's and uh, yeah, it was crazy, dude. But uh, so I waited patiently, man. And uh, February 13th came. And uh, should I tell you what, man? I got in major trouble, bro, because, you know, starving, struggling college student. I had <laughs> I had a, a girlfriend and oh. I had a desire for a new hip hop album that was being dropped by Tupac. And I said, man, I'm going to buy the CD, man. So I, I actually, uh, you know, I, I, I did buy my mom. My mom's birthday's on Valentine's Day. I got her a gift and I bought the Tupac CD. And 
my girl was pissed, bro. Uh, amongst all my boys, girls, because we literally played that album. She stayed my, with you from after. 10 o'clock in the morning, bro, on uh, the 13th. And we just partied, listened to it all day long, all the way through Valentine's Day. No one took their girls out on Valentine's Day. We were just hanging, man. Oh, my gosh, so, man. She stayed with you, huh? Well, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, for a couple more years, but, you know, my antics got old uh, after a while. Uh, <laughs> she dreaded Tuesdays, oh bro. Goodness. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, well, man. Those are the, the, the things we remember, man. Those are the yeah, things. Yeah, but- yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's interesting, man. Again, you know, you, you were uh, we got we got our information secondhand, and uh, but yeah, like I said, we were out in um, we we got to Hawaii in May of '96, uh, right? So maybe three months after it released, and you know, I was what nine, eighteen, nineteen years old. No, yeah, uh, twenty, going on twenty, and. Yeah, we're turning twenty that year. Yep. Yeah, we're turning yeah. twenty. I, I, well, my birthday is October, so I, I was still nineteen. Yeah, I was still nineteen this uh, whole time too. Right. Yeah. So, but my point being is that we we go into the club, man, and yeah, man, they're they're, they're California love is just just hitting, you know, it's just bumping, and and uh, I remember thinking like, wow, okay, so getting back to the United States, it was kind of a culture shock, man. There was, uh, you know, there was a lot of music I hadn't heard, and. All eyes and all eyes on me. I had heard on you know on the ship, but it was just interesting to to see how everybody was loving it, man. It was love. It was a huge hit. Oh yeah, man. huge hit. And you I know, mean, what made it big too, dude, was the the music videos on top of that because that dropped like probably oh, yeah. sometime in March. And mm-hmm. remember that weird? It was that weird like Mad Max kind of video, and, and right. you know, and they were like, you know, these right you know, in like the desert, and it was all weird, and. Uh-huh. Um, which crazy is that dude that song was so dope that they did two freaking they did two like videos. a whole other video of it again yeah and yeah. they're like oh we'll do it again i think it was like tupac had a dream that it was mad max and they just like redid the whole video again and like re-released another video man i mean that's how that's how powerful that song was man and they just yeah. again i can't think of a du- another double disc before that time or another song where they did two damn videos on it no i don't believe <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting to to note that California Love was released in December '95, so two uh, you know preceding the actual album. Uh, and, you know they do that um, to kind of promote the the forthcoming yeah, yeah, album. Yeah. So people got a head start, you know. And by the time the al- actual album hit in February, yeah, man, it was it was uh, California Love was was already you know um, topping the charts, and um, the rest is history. So yeah. But uh, so Arizona, yeah, same thing, man. And uh, Washington, and uh, you get back home and you just realize, like, wow, man, we we we're spoiled out here. And um, so when you look at the, the the, I don't know if you knew this, James, but you look at that list of producers on All Eyes on Me, man. It's like an all-star team of of uh, hip hop producers. You know, you got uh, well, Tupac, of course, and Daz Dillinger. Right? Oh yeah, man, yeah. The, the Dog Pound, DJ Poo, uh, DJ Quick, QD3, who's, uh, who's um, you know, Quincy Jones' son, Dr. Dre, Rick Rock. Um, I mean, it's not even fair, man. You oh, yeah. That man. Lineup. Yeah, and then you, you, know, so, and you forget about you got, you got Snoop, you got Rapping oh, Forte, how, how, he, how he got Casey and JoJo and Michelle to jump on that. Come on now. I mean, that was just that was just oh, a, a pure collaboration, man, of just, just oh, talent. Oh, yeah. You look at the. Oh, absolutely! When you look at the uh, the performers, the actual performers, and it's just yeah, it, this album was. I mean, I, I didn't when doing the research for this particular for the show tonight. You know, I wasn't aware of how extensive that list is of uh, performers that appeared. And when you see the list, it's just overwhelming. I mean, you you hear the album and when you're like, oh my goodness, he was on the album, and you look at another name, oh my goodness, he was. I didn't know he. You know, it's just uh, unbelievable. So it was bound. To become a, a huge, huge uh, album, man. I mean, again, with all the collaborations and um, and and then so we move on to the the, the next single, right? That after California Love, America's Most Wanted with Snoop was released, yeah. and, uh, and I think it, you know after that, man. For me, I think it just went to another level because 
I was, uh, yeah, I just think the, it just went to another level. Um, just when you thought you couldn't get any higher, you know, than yeah, yeah. Love, I think America's Most Wanted uh, was was on par or, or I don't know. What do you think, man? Because Cal- obviously right. California Love was set the tone. People were, I mean, you know, it's it, it was just exploded. Yeah, man. And I mean, I think that was the perfect song to start it off with. Um, and for me, I mean, now, now, now we got the CD in hand. So whatever they're going to play on the radio and whatever they're going to release as a single, that's all, you know, that's all good because now, I mean, we had, we had been playing that for months now, man. And then, you know, you had that now in the clubs now. So by the time it started to get like radio play, it was like, Mm -hmm. all right, cool. Like shit, it's already playing in my car anyways. Like I'm good. Like, I mean, that, that album was so classic, but uh, yeah, America to America's most wanted was, you know, you know, that's, that's one of my, that's one of my top three uh, favorite songs from that album, man. And oh, obviously wow. California love is one of them. And uh, I mean, this was, this it's, you know, that song just takes me back to my brother uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's now just kind of coming into his own as a teenager and, you know, I'm introducing him to that and, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, prepping himself for college and, you know, junior in high school. So now it's like, dude, like this song is just like, you know, we're the Taylor boys, man. This is like our jam. And, you know, we, we weren't about the thug life and we weren't gangsters, but I don't, you didn't have to be, man. Cause that song, was no. just, that song was about pure partying and pure good times. And it was just, uh, so that song takes me back to me and my brother. Uh, and fast forward two years from that, he comes to Arizona, moves in with me. And remember you would do that old thing with the, um, uh, with the, with the, with your answering machine and you play a song. Uh, oh, that, yeah. was our, that was our song, man. You called me in my brother's house. It was two of America's most wanted dude. And oh, wow. uh, pissed our parents off because they're like, dude, we have to sit, we have to sit here and listen to this song before, uh, you know, we leave you a message. But, uh, nah, oh, man, I mean, that song was, that, that was definitely good. a club hit, man. That was good. That's awesome, man. I love that. I love it. And, uh, yeah, because I was going to ask you what, what's your favorite song off the album? I, and you said, I don't. Can you can you narrow it down to one? Uh, dude, I mean, number one, honestly, bro. I mean, like, like California Love holds a very special place in my heart. But how do you want it with Casey and JoJo? That's my. That's my. That that is probably one of my top five songs of all time. Oh my gosh, that's an amazing song. Yeah, dude, just everything about that song was just like just ridiculous, man. So that was <laughs> that was kind of my jam, dude. And uh, but you know, if you were to tell me. You know, I mean, I could probably name like one or two songs on that whole 26 out al- 26 song album, that double disc album that I didn't really like all that much. And um, but for the most part, man, 20, they nailed it on like 24 of those. Oh, man. yeah, absolutely. And you go. Yeah, that whole album is just incredible. And uh, just it's yeah, for me, it's just hard. I, I, I don't know if I can um, narrow it down to one song. Uh, yeah. the um how do you want it of course jay i love jodeci i'm a huge jodeci fan and they they just killed it right and um i mean whoever yeah. would have thought that tupac and jodeci were going to put out like a an album yeah. a song together man i mean you just weren't that's why like when you heard these songs man you were just like what like are you serious yeah, like, come on I mean, man so yeah absolutely great point great point man it's like what a collaboration you would have who would have ever thought about that collaboration yeah, and uh, but uh, the fact that they're extremely talented artists, you know, um, it, it's it's uh, it, they're just it was no shock, you know, it was no shock. Yeah, yeah. But dude, I mean, looking were... back too, they Tupac did that whole album in two weeks, so oh, they had to bring everybody together, do right. all this stuff. I mean, California, or California Love, he knocked that out in twenty minutes. Yeah, absolutely right. October thirteenth through uh, yeah, October twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. Dre, Dre laid down all his parts. He brought in Tupac. Tupac killed it in twenty minutes. Done. Let's move on to the next one, man. But he was just a machine, man. He was just like, I just want to get this album done. I want to get it going. And I'm glad uh, you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a, a huge, huge piece, man. Uh, when you consider that, James. Like, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. They recorded this album in two weeks. Yeah, that's um, unbelievable. Yeah, that's a huge. I'm glad again. I'm, I, uh, wow, that's a, that's unbelievable. And uh, you know who who does that? You know who does? What is that? Um, uh, how is that even possible? You know, yeah, it's just it's just mind boggling. And but um, so I, I kind of want to shift gears here, James. And, and 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 at this time, you know, we had um, 
you know, the back and forth controversy manifesting with, with the East Coast versus uh-huh. West Coast thing, Biggie versus Tupac, Death Row versus Bad Boy, East versus West, right? And uh, tensions were high, I remember, man. Yeah. Uh, and again, we were out in uh, abroad, you know, uh, out of, away from home. And so we had a different perspective, but I, I think if we sensed it there, man, it was pretty uh, obvious. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, tensions were high here. It seemed like with, with this whole thing and, and in the hip hop community, right? Yeah, definitely. And uh, what, what do you remember about that rivalry, man? What, you know what, man? I mean, I didn't get caught up in it, man. I mean, if, if you were to ask me, you know, I, I didn't get caught up in it. I would hear things. Um, again, we were in a melt. I was in Arizona. I was a melting pot, man. I had friends from all over the place, yeah. um, all different races, all from every walk of life. Um, and you know, the common theme we would do is come together. And a lot of the times was about music and we would just be chilling mm-hmm. out and listening to music. Um, yeah. but if I, you know, I don't think, you know, I, you know, you would get like a little bit here and there. I mean, I had one of my boys, uh, from, from Chicago, he was all, all East coast rap, um, and I kind of look at, you know, oh, West Coast rap's whack. And, you know, we would go back and forth. But, dude, I remind him, I said, man, like, looking back on my, like, history of hip hop is that, like, dude, the very first hip hop album or very first hip hop song I ever had is Grandmaster Flash. My mom bought me the, the little 45 record of it. Uh, <laughs> so I had Grandmaster Flash. I had Sugar Hill Gang, all of those. And that just, you know, as I grew up, that kind of just transitioned. Now I'm, you know, kind of listening to tribe called quest those were kind of my go-tos um obviously if we're talking west coast i was you know tupac um mm-hmm. but i didn't get tied up with like you know the nwas or any of those ice ice tea um until like dre came along with chronic um big farside fan um so i never really had ties to like a west coast east coast it didn't really matter to me i just loved hip-hop man um definitely I feel like you know um death row did a really good job about making it um i mean if you look at all of old old uh tupac's albums and stuff he never really talked about you know west coast this and that oh, when all eyes on me came out man they 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 went right at it bro they were like they they started the fire mm-hmm. and, uh, you know um and then you know kind of think back when you know tupac got shot you know and you know they said oh well you know he was recording he was in new york and he got shot by you know, and they're saying like Biggie and P Diddy had it, so he definitely added to that. Um, definitely, definitely. Another thing that I thought really did it, man, is when they plastered that that iconic Vibe uh, magazine cover. You know, with uh, uh, Tupac, Snoop. Uh, oh yeah. You know, Dre and Suge. Uh, I mean, that thing. I mean, I had that framed poster <laughs> up in my. You know, I cut out the the the, the magazine cover, framed that thing because that was just. But they were setting the tone, man. They were setting the tone for something bigger. And, um, oh, you know, as, as we're transitioning into that, I mean, you know, Biggie and, uh, you know, Biggie and P. Diddy picked it up and, you know, just kind of ran with it. Definitely, definitely. I, uh, well, yeah, being in the Navy, and very similar to your experience, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the Navy with a bunch of guys from New York, you know, all, well, you know, all over the country, but particularly New York, New York City, you know, I always felt like there was some kind of, or East Coast, whatever, wherever they were from in, on the East Coast. And then we'd go back and forth, you know, banter, bantering, and, hey, you know, whatever, man. It's all about the West Coast. No, nah, East yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, West Coast. You know, playful. But there was always, I, I, again, I sensed that there there was always that um, that little, you know, that little sense of uh, competitiveness there. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it was, again, it was all good, man. And, but you turn on, you know, MTV, and there was always some some new uh, something new brewing, and so some new something in the news about, you know, Biggie said this or Tupac uh-huh. said that, yep. and it's back and forth and Shug, and but uh, you definitely you're definitely right, man. They they did a good job of um, adding fuel to that fire, and um, so then we, of course we have the other classic album, man, and um, Biggie Smalls, right? Life After Death on Bad Boy Records, released on. March 25th, 1997, 16 days after Biggie's death. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah right. And, and like all... And, I mean, it's coming It's coming on the heels of Tupac's death in, in uh, uh, late 1996. So, I mean... September. Dude, this, uh-huh. September, yeah. So, I mean, this is like... These two albums were like on like a collision course that, 
it couldn't have been planned better. I mean, you can't even, unless they wrote this script to happen this way. I mean, dude, <laughs> like, how does this even happen, man? Yeah. You know, and that's what I think filled things even more East Coast, West Coast, because now Biggie's coming out with his album. And, you know, there's all this, there's all this talk about this album now. And Tupac's dead. And, you know, now people are like, well, did, did Biggie have something to do with this now? You know, so there was a yeah. cut divide at that point that, uh, from a marketing standpoint, man, if those if they put if Suge and Diddy put this together, man, it was genius. Yeah, but, uh, I just right. think it was just uh, I think it was the hip hop gods just putting together uh, uh, yeah. one hell of a collaboration and a one hell of a uh, a story here for us. Absolutely, man, absolutely. And uh, the like all eyes on me, you know, uh, life after death peaked at number one. You know, on the U.S. Billboard 200 and on the uh, top R&B hip hop albums, certified diamond for selling over 11 million copies, whereas uh, I want to say All Eyes on Me sold over 10 million copies. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're both diamond, and diamonds yeah. rare. Diamonds rare, and you know, of course, is. Uh, 10 million or more copies sold and you're certified diamond. Uh, you were, you were still, you were still, so you were in Arizona still, right? Yeah, man, I'm still in Arizona, still a fan. I mean, dude, I was just, I, I was bummed, man, because like when all eyes on eyes, all eyes on, on me came out, I mean, you're thinking like, man, like, okay, this is like the start of something great. And you knew he signed a, you know, three, four, four, four album contract with death row. And you're like, dude, this is going to just like be the start of something awesome, man. And then, you know, September he's yeah. dead. You know, and you're like, what the hell, man? Like, this is like not good, man. So, right. uh, again, I was looking forward to the Biggie album, um, but I, I kind of had a little bad taste in my mouth. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, you know, hypnotized drops, and that's a that's a that's one hell of a joint. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But we didn't have to yeah. wait long because that that uh, that dropped, and then uh, you know, a few weeks later, or three weeks later or so, that album comes out. And another, it's a double disc album, man. And you're just like, damn. So yeah, I was in Arizona. Uh, I remember I went out. Uh, one of my best friends at the time, her name was Alana. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Shout out to Alana out in Connecticut. Uh, oh. I know my girl's gonna listen to this. And, and hey, Alana. It. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, we went. We we missed class. Cut class. Uh, showed up at a warehouse music. Uh, bright and early, ten o'clock in the morning when they opened up the doors. And I got to say, when we, I mean. I can't imagine there was anybody else in that city that had that album before us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I ended up having to buy it for one of my boys who never paid me back for it. Uh, What's so his name? Never... No, I was just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, dude, I mean, that theme, you know, we put in that album and, and we were just going, man, and people were still playing. And uh, it was weird, though, man, because um, I think after the Biggie death, I think everybody just kind of like came together, at least in my in my circle of friends and like, you mm. know, the people from around. I mean, we just, we, we jammed both of those, man. And, uh, um, it was, it was not a good time. And, um, but you know, at that point it was like, dude, I have no invested interest in West coast, East coast. I'm not, you know, people around me, you'd still hear little rumblings, but, um, I was like, man, I'm just trying to enjoy good music by two artists that are no longer with us. And it was sad, man. And, um, but that, that album was just legit man. definitely a legit album. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, it all happened so fast with, with you know with Biggie he the hypnotized dropped on March first and then Biggie passed on March 9th. and then yep. the album the album dropped on March twenty fifth man so everything just happened like everything was super quick yeah super fast right and it just, everything just hit you all at once and it was kind of uh, overwhelming like it, to take it all in and it's like wow he's got a hit single and then oh my god he died and then here comes the album you know. And uh, yeah, it was a really interesting time, point in time, James. Absolutely, man. And uh, I remember uh, by this time, you know, March of '97, I had I got out of the Navy in June uh, of '97. So I was by this time I was already off of the sh- off of the ship. Um, and I remember I had a couple buddies in the barracks. We were staying uh, in the barracks. I mean, we were we'd play. Um, what's that? What was that? Uh, that game. Uh, uh, on uh, P- on the original PlayStation, <laughs> if you can believe that, it was uh, the basketball game, NBA Live. I think it was NBA called. Live. Yep, that's right. Remember? Yeah, we played that man, and we just listened to Biggie, you know, Life After Death for hours, man, hours on hours, man, just you know, hanging out and listening to, and I fell in love with that album, man. I really did, and um, yep, 
So, you know, it really brings me back to a, a good time in my life because I was excited about getting out of the Navy, man. So, oh, yeah, man. You know what I mean? So this kind of aligned with that. and uh, So it reminds me of a good time, you know, a good, good, mo- good time in my life. Uh, yeah, it's funny you bring that up, man, because, like, I mean, it's funny you bring up basketballs because this was uh, – when this album dropped, this was in the – in the uh, the prime time of uh, March Madness in 1997, oh, so right. I mean we were we were and Arizona was making its final four run. Eventually, will become the national champions, and oh. this album was like the anthem of every party, every get together oh, to celebrate this theme, man. So from March all the way through to the end of the March Madness, I mean, dude, this theme was just like you know we watched the game put it on songs and the cd was bumping in the background um and uh yeah and i just attribute oh. this this album just to a lot of good times man a lot of a lot of good stuff and, and so you associated with with i knew you had to drop that uh arizona national championship that's right boy 1997 i like national that. I like champions good plug nice plug there man <laughs> but uh so yeah this is uh and i, I was gonna say uh but, Going to the back to the album here, you look at this um, list of uh, producers, just like all, you know, all eyes on me, and you have like uh, an all star again, another all star team of, of producers. You, you got uh, you know DJ Premier, um, yeah, you know from Gangstar, a huge guy, RZA, you know, uh, of course you got and Havoc of Mob Deep, you know Notorious B.I.G. So again, amazing, amazing collaboration uh, with the production side, right? Yeah, production then, side was by far, you know, that thing was just, just legit. Just, uh, um, I mean, the samples that they used. I mean, the amount of, uh, and that's what Diddy does, you know, like he he samples a lot of different yeah. music. But yeah. uh, I mean, you had, I mean, like just in Hypnotize, they did. Um, uh, Rise by Herb Albert and uh, Lottie mm. Dottie by Slick Rick. I mean, they put that all in the hypnotize. Boom. You Very know, nice. But, I mean, Very just, nice. They sampled Al Green, you know. I mean, uh, oh. Rod, Rod Stewart was sampled. Uh, you know, Don't You Think I'm Sexy? Bobby uh, Caldwell. You know. Yeah, Bobby Caldwell, Diana um, Ross, The Whispers, Ohio Players. Man, they were all like just. The Delphonics. The Delphonics, yep. Shit, even yeah. Zap. Zap was in a public enemy, Marvin Gaye. I mean, dude, those oh, are like some serious, like, yeah. Um, and again, I don't <laughs> have how long it took to make this album, but I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of red tape you got to go through to get this, you know, get these out, you know, get these uh, get the agreements to do this. So, mm-hmm. um, hats off to them for putting out a you know a, one hell of a one hell of a production on this. Absolutely. And to answer your question, James, it it was recorded uh, from September '95 through January '97, so a little bit took a little bit longer than. And all eyes on me, but who cares, right? I mean, uh, the fact, the bottom line is they put it out, man. That's that's the best part. Uh, who cares how long it took? Uh, and, and again, I want to mention some of the featured artists on this on this album. You got Jay Z, Little Kim, Too Short, Busy Bone, oh, Bone, Busy Crazy Lazy Bone, uh, R. Kelly, you know, uh, One Twelve. Yep. You know, so again, huge names huge collaborations uh there's no surprise that that this album became what it became you know because you got you know some heavy hitters on there talented people man talented musicians um but you know what it's interesting james uh the uh this album was like you know almost it's, it's, it's almost prophetic man like like biggie knew he was gonna die or something like that you know you, you ever think about that that type of that uh theme yeah, I mean, I mean, it was eerie, man. I mean, it was because you knew, you knew it was coming out. So, um, you know, and they they were the, the, the at least in my area, the music stores are pretty good. Life after death's coming out. Life after uh-huh. death's coming out. You know, and we're seeing this in like, you know, February or so. You know, and you're just waiting for the date for it to come out. And um, then he dies. You know, and you're like, whoa, like, dude, seriously, like, yeah. Man. And you could say the same thing about Tupac. I mean, Tupac referenced a lot of dying and. You know, just death and God and heaven and uh, you know, all eyes on me. So, yeah, man, it was it was pretty. Uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, it was eerie, man. But uh, I mean, Definitely. more so than not, you know, the the um, life after death. That was just like, wow, man. Like, dude. I mean, I mean, that's when people started saying, like, man, did 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 P Diddy kill him? Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, here, man. 
the conspiracy theorists and yeah, you know, yeah, the, so. the theories start to fly. You know, of course, not you know, uh, naturally, I think. It, but uh, yeah, it was definitely eerie, very um, surreal. You know, kind of uh, yeah, you know. So and, and again, being twenty years old, you know, and twenty one years old, still very young, you know, and impressionable, and yeah, you know, he's it's kind of like, again, you know, eerie and uh, very interesting. Uh, turn of events there and uh but going i, I want to talk to talk about hypno, hypno, oh, excuse me hypnotize a little bit a uh, huge hit right huge hit and it, again it dropped in, in march preceding the album so that thing was just uh i remember that thing just dropping like a bomb man you know hypnotize and a huge uh, awesome song you, you, uh, i remember just falling in love with the beat you know the lyrics and Oh yeah, man! That just was just the way you hit your speakers, you know, and it was just awesome, man. What about you? Like, so what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I heard "Hypnotized" once again, you know, in a, in a club, uh, yeah. you know, club, the famous Gross. club out in uh, in in Arizona called the Outback uh, on a Tuesday night, bro. Just 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 dancing away. I heard it, and I was like, "Damn, like that is that's that's legit, man." I mean, that's a, that's one hell of a song, and uh, you know, heard that. You know, and then, you know, soon to have that album in my hand, you know, like three weeks later was cool. But um, and then just all the other hits on it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to this day, that's a good one. I mean, um, anytime, uh, you know, at, at that time, too, I mean, I had like a really close set of, uh, of girlfriends of mine. I mentioned Alana. I had, uh, you know, my, my, my girl Yassi and Beth. And, uh, you know, to this day, uh, and, you know, they'll just they'll just they'll just text me the. You know, we'll just go on a group text and just they'll just text the link, the YouTube link of it. And remember these days. So that's kind of like our anthem, man, for that that time, because that was such a special time for us for sure. in 90 in 97, man. And it, even though it was surrounded about surrounded by so much tragedy with the death of Biggie uh, coming off the heels of the death of Tupac. Um, yeah. I mean, there was just so much joy going on, man. And it was just uh, that's that's our anthem, man. And that's that hypnotizes just our. Uh, that's our theme song for that time, man, that time frame. And it was just, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, very well put, man. And uh, yeah, that song, it, it, I mean, it, chart, it, it topped three U.S. Billboard charts, certified platinum. I mean, the, the song alone sold over a million copies, you know? Yeah. That's, and, um, so, and to this day, man, if that song comes on, I'm not changing the channel. I am right? not changing the channel. I am, I am, don't skip it. I listen to it, and uh, I mean, pretty much any of those songs off any of that album, if it just pops up, I mean, I just run shuffle all day on my my <laughs> my my my, uh, my playlist now, and yeah. it just it plays, man. And my my kids love it, uh, you know. And it was a, it was just a good 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 clean song, man. It was just it was just sweet. Absolutely, man. And then and then after that, uh, Mo Mo Money Mo Problems comes out, and uh, again, huge hit. And uh, that came out in July of 97. So a few months after it dropped. And um, yeah, I think that more money, more problems just again, you know, was on par right there. And uh, another huge hit for, for uh, that album. Um, but I want to kind of talk a little bit, James, about uh, critically for both these albums, you know, how they fared critically. And if you look at, um, all music, you know, is a very um, popular, uh, uh, respected uh, publication in the movie and uh, in, the, in the movie, the music industry. Excuse me, wrong, wrong uh, medium there. Um, <laughs> all eyes on me. It gave they, all music gave all eyes on me five stars. They gave Life After Death uh, four and a half stars. Very interesting. That's right? interesting, man. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but at and that check- point, you're you're like. You're comparing, you know, you know, uh, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, you know, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. I mean, you're 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 comparing greats, you know. So it's absolutely there's a there's a little room there, man. I mean, I just think it's uh very very well put. So great great analogy, yeah, man. You, uh, Pepsi Coke, right? I mean, yep, Pepsi Coke, um, man. You know, with, with, so yeah, two heavyweights, top, you know, at the top of the profession, at the top of the industry. Um, and you know, going at it, and then check this one out. I'll, Entertainment Weekly gave All Eyes on Me a B plus, and they gave Life After Death a C plus. Oh, that's you ridiculous! Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, LA Times gave All Eyes on Me three and a half stars, and gave Life After Death 
four stars, right? So season yeah. in LA, we got it right, man. That's I, right, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, again, yeah. It's one one a. You know, pick you know, pick your you know, your you know your magic, right? It's uh, there's no. Um, but I just thought I wanted to mention that you know with the, how they fared critically, you know, with the with the experts say, right, and how there was kind of a, you know, I, there was a few others I I didn't um. I, I noticed a few other uh, publications that had they listed. Um, I think it was about even though. I mean, if I went down the list, but I, I know I mentioned two that were uh, yeah, favorite all the charge. Right. Yeah, nothing's off the charge crazy. You know, I mean, it's 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 judged pretty well and scored pretty well. So they're right uh, there. Yeah, yeah, they're right there, neck and neck, man. Absolutely. And, and I don't know. I want to ask you. Well, you mentioned earlier. You kind of alluded to it. You know, uh, you know, if I were to ask you. What's your favorite album? You know, I, I don't know. if Could you answer that? I think I don't know. If, yeah, man. I mean, I think uh, I think you mentioned you it. Know, I mean, I think it's definitely all eyes on me, man. It definitely it definitely is all eyes on me. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I just think, you know, when you take the the lyrics and the beats and um, I mean, Tupac was I mean, dude, that was like that was pure Tupac, man. <laughs> uh, and this is not taking anything away from Biggie, uh, right? Right. You know, uh, because I I love that album for what it is, but for Tupac, I mean, Tupac's coming off of a lot of stuff, man. I mean, he had been shot, he'd been thrown in jail, you know. So he's like, I mean, every one of those songs, man, you could just feel like, you know, he was he was you know he was happy, he was angry, he was sad. You know, some songs he sounded confused. You know. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so for me, man, it was just he took, you know, all that was good in his life, wrote some songs. All that was bad in his life, wrote some songs. Uh, you know, and I'm talking bad, I'm talking jail and being shot. You know, when I'm talking good, I'm talking about, you know, the parties, the fame, the money, the the good times, you know. And, um, you know, and then he's talking about death, man. And, you know, it, it all ended and, uh, you know, almost foreshadowing, you know, what was going to happen, you know, later on that year. So, um uh, for that, you know, I mean, it, it was just to this day for me, that's like just one of the most purest hip hop albums out there because you can just feel it every single thing that he did uh, in those songs. Um, but on the flip side, I mean, you know, uh, Life After Death, mm -hmm. you, you look at the sand. I, I still think that was somewhat of a diss album, man. I mean, you know, Tupac didn't go in there and just start like just he didn't create war, man. I mean, that's that life after death created more of that East coast, West coast stuff. Um, but, um, you yeah. know, that, did, you know, it was, you know, there was a lot of songs that they were just like blasting Tupac in it, you know, little like <laughs> shots here, you know, yeah. um, you know, long kiss, good night. Uh, you know, that was all about, you know, um, you know, taking shots at Tupac, uh, notorious, notorious thugs with, um, do you want Bone thugs in harmony? Yeah, man. I mean, that was all about, you know, the beef with it. So he didn't really, they didn't, you know, that I, I kind of like view that one, although it's a great album. I always view that as more like somewhat of like a diss album and I'm yeah. really not that big into it. Um, big into diss albums and, you know, rappers going back and forth at each other. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, I mean, um, after death, you know, he puts out, you know, they put out Tupac's um, um, hit him up. And yeah. that was when he yeah. just blasted everybody, you know? So it felt like, maybe they were setting that up to 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 become you know he was going to start adding a little bit more you know feel to the fire that these had created you know in like the second third fourth album that death row was going to put out and unfortunately things just you know they just had to grab stuff from the can and put it out but um you know right. that's where i just feel like it was pure magic uh all eyes on me and we didn't get to you know we didn't get to see the fruits of its labor um, and see it all out. Um, yeah. So that's why I hold that a little bit closer to my heart. <laughs> but like you said, you know, like life after death, I look at that as just all about good times, man. It was just so much good times were built around that. For the really, yeah, exactly. No, I, I have to, I have to agree with you, James. I have to agree with you. I think when, uh, with, yeah, Tupac was so passionate, man. And, and again, not, nothing, not taking anything away from Biggie. And, and every, you know, everybody has their, preference everybody has the, the you know their likes and what they prefer and uh for me I th yeah I, I think i have to go with all eyes on me and uh just the the, the again the collaborations uh, the um the variety of the assortment of beats and and just 
man, I just, it's, I, I can't even, I can't even describe it. You know, it's just, just uh, it's just, it just hits me and, and, and uh, harder and uh, my soul. And, and, and but, uh, but again, you know, life after death, I don't pass it up anytime it comes up or I, I, I listen to it to this day. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, for me, I think uh, all eyes on me and, um, but the, again, those, uh, both of those albums are, I think, uh, you know, top, uh, top 10, right. All time. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. They're definitely so, my, uh, I mean, yeah, they're definitely both in my, in my top 10, you know, and, uh, should even, I mean, all eyes on me is way up there. And, uh, but, but life after they think too far behind, man. Cause like I said, man, when you put all those samples together and all those, uh, um, you know, just the pure production of it. I mean, that was, that was genius, man. I mean, just putting all those songs and just those cover, or, uh, the samples on it, man, it was, it was, it was good, man. Yeah. And I think, um, when you think about it, like which album was, I think was, you know, influential in the hip hop game and the hip hop, uh, with hip hop music. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, they were both influential of course, but, uh, all eyes on me, man, it, it really set a standard. It was just, uh, unbelievable. And uh, yeah, a I lot think, of good uh, songs on that too, man. I mean, should they even oh, did a they even did a Cali song on Life After Going Back to Cali, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, which is a fantastic song, man. So uh, good point, good point. You know, he yeah, gave uh, so, props to, to you know to the West Coast too, and you know, I thought yeah, that was a nice nod to the West Coast, right? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though we said if you got to choose a coast, I got to choose the east. <laughs> You know, that's right. He lives out there, so don't. Go yeah, there. that's right. There, but don't go there. And then he yeah. ends up dying in L.A. too. That's what's crazy too. So, I don't right. know, man. I just think those two. You know, it just uh, more than anything. I think uh, from what I saw personally, it just brought more people together. Um, and again, I didn't get caught up in the whole East Coast West Coast thing. I mean, yeah, I had friends East Coast from the East to the West, man. So uh, we just enjoyed enjoy hip hop as a whole because those were it was a, it was a magical time, man. Yeah, absolutely. And what they accomplished in such a short period of time, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it'll ever be duplicated, man. And No. Uh, right? And unbelievable, man. And, and it's, I wanted to also just note that when you look at the writing credits for both of these albums, you know, you have Tupac on his, you have Notorious B.I.G., I think, on not over, you know, 100% of the, their songs, man. They wrote all their songs. It's Wrote or co-wrote their songs, and it's... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, another huge uh, attribute, right? Um, James, I think we're going to wrap this up then, man. And, you know, I want to thank you once again for being here. And we definitely got to do this again, man. Oh, man, I appreciate the opportunity, man. This is great. And anytime that uh, me and you can just hang and talk, and uh, it's always great, brother. So I I appreciate you having me on. And I look forward to uh, many more appearances on 90s Galore. Oh, absolutely, man. We'll have you back anytime. And we got to do a wild card episode, man. Let's do one on movies or something. Hey, let's do it, man. Let's do it. We'll get you back on here, man. Uh, But definitely, again, thank you for your time. Thanks for being here, buddy. It's been a pleasure, bro. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of the 90s Galore podcast. We we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, We will see you soon for another episode of the 90s Galore. Again, signing off for my buddy James. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 90s Galore. Write us a a review. Say hi. Chime in. Communicate with us. We'd love to hear from you. So this is your host, Andy Zaldivar, signing off until next time. So take it easy.